This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Nicholas, long time no speak. How are you doing? You must be uh, incandescent after that result, like most people have been, or rather the performance. But how's you with everything? Yeah, good evening, PC. I'm talking to you from Travel Lodge Sunderland, living the life. Oh, so. look at this. <laughs> look at the glamour that we've had. We've gone across to, I don't know, let, let's, let's just pretend Darren's on the Gold Coast, and now we're going up to <laughs> the North Sea. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Blood, bloody Darren. Oh, mate, come on then. Take, it, take, us through, uh, take us through the feelings, the emotions in the stadium. Well done for getting up there and supporting. And I'm so sorry that you've had absolutely nothing for your time, effort and money. And that goes for everybody who's travelling back. But these are these are campaign medals that you should wear with honour. Yeah, I just I think you asked an earlier call about what the reaction was at full time and there was nearly a punch up between myself and a few other fans and because we had the temerity to boo and uh, call the players out for that disgusting display and these other fans were like They've given their all, and what did you? Why did you bother coming up here if that's what you're going to do? Well, I, I despair. That attitude is exactly why we're in the shit we're in. If you can't vent your frustration, you travelled up here. I've taken two days off work, spent a lot of money, and if you can't vent your frustration after that god awful display, then I don't know what to say anymore. And I just think that toxicity is going to increase as the weeks go on because we are in a rut, as everyone said, and. I just don't see any way out of it. So, yeah, it was very toxic towards the end. She would have had to intervene just before we came to blows. So it was pretty explosive stuff, probably more entertaining than the game, to be honest. But. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's that, would, that wouldn't be hard, in fairness, to do that. But it, was, it, it, it saddens me to hear that people will potentially come to blows on that because I appreciate people come on here and have differing opinions. And obviously this is where social media comes to actually you can come and say it and people won't hopefully kick off because, hey, you can have one opinion on it and that's absolutely fine. 
point for the people who've gone up there today and looked at that level of performance and thought that they have given everything, I think it, it therefore it then comes back down to the if that's all that those individual players, because we've had a, a big kind of debate about individual and collective kind of element, but if that's the best that all those individual players could give, or many of them, really, is that giving everything? And is that all that they've got to give? Because we were up against a young an impressive Sunderland side. I don't mean to be sounding condescending towards Sunderland, but they've got the youngest squad in the championship. They've got a wise, the wise, wise old owl in, in Tony Mowbray, and they didn't play. I didn't think they played that particularly well tonight, but they've got some little gems in people like Clark, who's having a superb season. He's having the, he's looking like he's going to turn into a Jack Grealish light. You've got the young, the young Bellingham, Joby, as he's got on the back of his shirt. They've got a whole host of people. They found a, a home for people like Patrick Roberts. Do you remember when we used to go out and find little players who would be having little moments of sparkle mm. but hadn't quite found a home somewhere somebody like go and find a Will Hughes go and get a Delafeu because he's not quite fitting in at Barcelona go and find and, and I appreciate we are now shopping in in Aldi as opposed to that particular Fortnum and Mason's kind of days but Jesus, that's a difficult one. That's a difficult one to hear. So uh, on average, what would you say the percentage was of the, of the people in the crowd in terms of those who were positive, those who, and, and we're saying no, come on, they're, put, they're giving their all, etc. those people who were angry, and those people who were just sad and frustrated, because we've heard a couple of those tonight. Yeah, I think I, from what I could hear and what I saw around me, it was definitely more frustration than people who thought they were giving it their all, I think. I get this right. There's no divine right for us to go and win at the state of the light. I completely no, of course, absolutely. That. But the bare minimum you expect is you put in a shift. I can accept losing when you've put everything in onto the, into the game and you've lost fair enough. But when you see players, you can't even do a two-yard pass. These are professional footballers. I get this year was supposed to be a reset. And I, for me, that's just a a cop-out for we've got no money and we're in the shit. <laughs> all these buzzwords like the change of culture, resets, all that rubbish. Mm -hmm. I think we've just fallen for the Poxo PR again. And <laughs> just be honest with us, if we've got no money, fair enough. It's admirable what Ishmael's tried to do, two players in every position, but this is the championship. This is Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. These are It's a tough bloody league. You can chip out 20 players, but you've got to replace them. You've got to have the depth, and we don't have it. And it's just, I looked at the, on the, at the game, I thought, who's out there going to take this game by the scruff of the neck? Who's telling them to get their heads up when it's going tough? We don't have those sort of characters. And it's so depressing because I think we all were pretty excited for this season, weren't we? I thought I had no complaints about the outgoings. Absolutely right. A lot of Deadwood that have been there for years, fair enough, but. It's like redecorating the house, but you forgot to put the furniture back. <laughs> and it's, we are, we're in the shit. And a lot of fans there traveled up a long way and paid good hard money. And we, as I said, we're not expecting the Oracle. We're not expecting a fantastic performance, but give your all for that shirt. And some fans just looked apathetic. And as I said, the ones at the end, you still clapped them off regardless. I don't know what to say to you because. If you're clapping that off and you're happy with that level of performance, then League One, here we come. Well, yeah, no, it was a poor night, yeah, undoubtedly. And as I said, at the start of this, I said, who thought that losing 3-2 at home to Middlesbrough would be the high point of the week? We don't know. We've got a hope against hope that we could see some kind of reaction. And I appreciate everybody will be raising their eyebrows, eyebrows to heaven, quite right too. But for those people who are going to be travelling down to Cardiff and will be 
shouting against them. And we've all had seasons where we've, or many of us have had seasons where where you've seen the team that's almost relegation doomed. We have to hope that there is something there to to help us get through it. Nicholas, yes, sir? I'm not going to I'm not going to Cardiff. I'm going to a wedding, so it's the only game I missed this season. Oh. So sort of, I'll probably win. But <laughs> well, well, that's I'm, what I'm, we've I'm got not... to hope. We've got to hope that that we're working out at this moment that Nick is the Jonah. It's all his fault. And if we win again, <laughs> no, no. well, look, mate, have a great time. I hope I hope the wedding is a good and enjoyable for all. But Thanks. Uh, all right, all right, mate. Hope you get a hope you get a good night's sleep in 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 a Sunderland hotel room. There's nothing more I can say to that, honestly, is there? Let's have a let's have a quick spin over to quick spin over to Ellie, who's been waiting long, long time. Ellie, how you doing? Hi, Pete. How are you? Oh yeah, mate. Oh, I'm all right. I just had my contract extended. Oh no, that wasn't me. Was it? Oh that my god, else? never did mind. Did you? And <laughs> did you do a shit performance in order to get it? I have never done a performance that was described as anything other. That's I fine. Just, the thing is, though, it beggars belief. So, from a like HR perspective, you wouldn't extend a contract unless someone was actually performing in the role. And I, it just grates my fucking gears from all levels. Okay, we are is, not- is this though somebody? Because I don't know how long his contract was. Is this actually more of a move from somebody who's on a temp contract to a short-term contract, or is it from a short-term contract to a longer-term contract? I don't think. I don't think we know much about it. I think it's a PR stunt. I'm being honest. I I think we need to do a Newcastle. I think we need to stop going to all the away games. I think we need to stop going to the home games. I think we need to make our feelings really known. And I am absolutely seething with anger. How can you, from a business perspective, let's just extend someone because they're doing a shit job. We're in a relegation battle. We sacked Rob Edwards when he was doing absolutely amazingly. Mm, I would, I would to, take issue we, we with decide, absolutely amazingly there. Well, we were doing better than we are now. We are That's in true. a relegation battle, whether we like it or not. We are fighting for survival in the fucking championship, Pete. It takes the absolute piss. I'm sorry, it really does. And I just get so angry and it's like Elton John, Sir Elton John, pull your fucking finger out and take back the ownership of the club that you have had so much passion about. You stood there on stage and said, we have to support the manager and we haven't done any of that. We had Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards was not only sex on legs from a woman perspective, but he was also doing quite a good job and we let him go for no reason whatsoever. And I just think, where are we at? This club is in a mess. I've dropped a whole fucking dress size since we last went away. And that is saying something, Pete. (laughs) Are they trying to take the piss out of us? For those fans that travelled, absolutely fucking kudos to you. Because I've done Sunderland away. It's a fucking slog believe you me yeah, and yeah. it's a slog up and it's a slog back we'll explore well i think that the, the thing is that calling for boycotts of games is get gets to the heart of the identity that everybody has but i to think hear Wendover, uh, oh. he, to say that he doesn't back pozo anymore is massive is but it, that's it, huge he's always been pozo in him and uncle ron have always had their fisticuffs but actually Oh, the they, those two love each other. They should get a room as far as I'm concerned. They love each other. But ultimately, yes, we have a healthy debate. That's what our, this is what the podcast is all about. But ultimately, Uncle Ron's been proven right on more occasions than not, especially in the recent sort of few 
seasons. But come on, we are take we are oh, in a relegation. That's battle. not what I'm arguing. We're going to uh, go right I, down. My point is this: go back. Let's go back two years and to the pandemic. And an awful lot of people were feeling, especially, and I appreciate this is going to be especially for those people who go and attend games. Yeah. But not having that attendance, not having that ritual, not having that opportunity to go and interface with friends and people who aren't even friends, people who you know by sight but not by name and you have jokes with, all of that is intrinsically weaved into the whole fabric of supporting your club. I just think that the protest if if for anything cannot extend to my money personally at this stage to boycotting games home and or away we spoke to the guys from blackpool and they had an ownership that were suing their own fans at that point fucking show me where to sign I'm up for boycotting absolutely anything and everything. But the other elements that weave into this fabric of supporting, of being a football supporter, that is more than just the game. It's more than just the team. It is more than just the game. It is. We have to to put our creative hats on and find more creative ways of articulating or changing the situation. The bottom line is this club is in disarray. It needs sorting out and it needs strong leadership. We have not got that. Pozzo needs to sell up. He needs to fuck off and oh one two one do one. And we need to get in a solid owner that has a, a clear progression and a clear plan for the club. I think that he gave everybody at that conference and that meeting mouthpiece. He just gave them mouth. He gave them talk. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words, and consequences. Actions have consequences, and that is something that, as fans and supporters, we have to do. We have to be united in this, and we have to be able to get those answers that we desperately need as a club. Ellie, oh one two one do one. I'm thrilled with that. I'm. Go- I'll go with that. There we are. There we go. So Thanks, no worries at all. We've still got people to get through to, so we're going to go and talk to them. I just simply don't think that boycotting. If you're able to go to a game, or if you've got a season ticket, or you want to go and support the team, no matter what, that is your right. And, and I think we have to go an awful long way down a certain path before before I would not be going to a game or other people would not be going to a game. And I appreciate in in Ellie's case, her mum not wanting to go to, to, to games because of losing people. We've spoken to people who've had similar or moved within the ground but kept going, etc. Got it entirely. Let's go to let's go to PJ Jordan, who's who we got to speak to the other week. And then the system, Twitter just seemed to collapse or something. How are you doing? I am doing good, even after tonight. Hopefully you can hear me okay. We can indeed, sir. We can indeed. Yeah, no, we were having a good chat, and then suddenly, I don't know, Elon Musk did his, I don't know, circle of evil or something, and everything went <laughs> crashing it down. Go on then, mate. What have you thought of either the season so far or tonight or any of the nonsense subjects that we've been talking about uh, this evening? I just want to touch on tonight. Um, I'm not going to mull on the subject, but cool. the, the thought of those players tonight giving their all, I think, has just been slightly too generous. Mm-hmm. The first goal, Huggins, I think his name is, yep. passed three Watford players. And the closest he got to being tackled was Hoyt sticking out a backwards leg and then putting his hands up to nearly apologise. That is not players giving their all. And Chak Vidadze, Tom Daly, Bashiru and, and Hoyt just let him through. And I feel sorry for anyone who travelled tonight and I feel sorry for anyone who has Cardiff booked for the next game because the team are going to let them down I like the way that Ishmael has tried to set a culture 
I, I fully back that. Massive fan of that. But I think the players are letting him down and I think we are going to have a competition to see how quickly can Watford sack a manager after a new contract. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I think that's the... I think everybody is reasonably cynical about the about about what the new contract definitely means because there's some people who said contracts don't mean anything in football in the first place. We've seen contracts offered and then sackings go on, etc. We just, I think everybody here just looks at it and goes, but at the time he, he, he was on two defeats. Is that the time to then do that after he's only been in for 10 games and he's got, it just doesn't seem the time to go in that direction. It, and it, it does ring of, oh, you can call it PR, you can call it a determination to, to demonstrate that we're not the club that we once were. It just seemed ill-timed. And therefore, as you say, if we are going into an international break on the back of a, a, a possible, we would say, four-game defeated run, he's going to have to really turn it around. And of course, needless to say, they've, uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, but Cisco Munoz has been let go by, uh, by Sheffield Wednesday. So needless to say, they'll be getting a manager bounce for us uh, when we finally face them as well. So yeah, I know it's, it's, it's not good. It's not good at all. One thing that's stood out to me and uh, I've put it in the comments of the live tweet. If anyone wants to go look at it, I will do. I'll be going but through those. Don't worry. The away form is what's worrying me the most. Because compared to last year, in the same fixtures, so against Coventry, Sunderland, Stoke, we've had a seven-goal swing in terms of, from the same games last year, we won them, if you want to say, eight goals to four. This season, we've lost them six goals to three. And it's it's the biggest sticking out point. And tonight was no exception. And we're down points compared to the games we played, like after four away games last year, we had three points, or sorry, we had four points from four draws. Um, This year, we have one point from a draw and a loss, or a draw and three losses. And I'm just, I don't know how we can turn it around because it's not as if last year we played great teams away from home by this stage. I think the best one we played was, oh, sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's just a very big sticking out point that worries me when we are another 19 games away from home in the season. And it's not as if our home form so far is enough to make us confident of, I don't want to say staying up, but confident of getting a mid-table finish. We can certainly write off any thoughts of playoffs at this stage. But yeah, I, I worry for where the club is going. Um, yeah, again, we... I, don't want to mull, I don't want to mull on everything that's been said so far. And I missed the first bit of the, the phone in, so I, I try not to repeat everything. But... There's just signs that slightly worrying me too much. Understood. Understood. Yeah, it is a concern. One of the things we spoke about was the the, the setup and the balance of the of the squad and the fact that we don't, other than Martins, and I wouldn't even say he's the fastest winger I've ever seen, we don't really have the pace to beat people on the break. And typically, if you're away from home, then one option is to suck up the be defensive, be strong in there, and then counterattack. But we we not we don't have the personnel to counterattack. You look at if we're breaking out, how quickly we move the ball. We don't move the ball quickly. We don't go direct. We don't. We just have to play through all of these short passes. And the more passes you make, basically, it's just a further opportunity to give the ball away. That it, it comes down to the weakest link in the chain, sort of thing. If you make ten passes with a hit rate of ninety percent, then you're going to give the ball away. And if you don't get the ball into the box before past twelve 
you're, you're not getting it into the box. And that's where we are. And we see that in terms of the numbers of chances that we aren't creating. We can also see that we're not we're very profligate when we finally do get a chance, probably more out of surprise and uh, anything else. But uh, da, 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 da. anyway, so thank you very much indeed. As always, do give us a, a, a shout again. Please don't be a stranger. Now, I don't like giving a man a build up, but Ant, come on, sir. You know what you do. This is the man who invented theme tunes that Mr. Wendover Horn is seemingly trying to take over. Ant, hit your mic button. Let's see what you got. Look at that. Look at that. A bit of Dusty Springfield, I suspect, there. That's not... That's not. Apparently, it's by Paul the Clark, so it might oh. be for her time. I don't, don't know, mate. Who knows? But downtown to League... Uh, downtown, sorry, to League One, mate. Fuck me. Duh. Jesus. How many shots did we have in that game? Three, three shots, maybe? That's a very good question. I did have One the stats here. I did have the stats here. Hold on, everybody. Hold your horses. Fucking shocking. Well, yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. We had supposedly 11 shots with four on target, and they had four on target. But, of course, we had four on Saturday, and Middlesbrough had three and scored three goals. There are teams who are, when they're in front of goal, are basically pulling the trigger, and we are not, regrettably. But these are things we all know. These are things we all know. No, we've missed. I don't know. We had nothing today, did we? No, nothing at all. Um I was gutted Martins don't play. Hopefully, like, you know, wishes to his family and all that. I'm not yeah. too sure exactly what's happened. Bit weird. He was he put on it. I swear he put something on his Instagram this morning or copied the club thing with the match on his Instagram stories. He had his picture on it. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd heard rumours that he, he's had a, a loss in the family or in his close proximity to him. So how true that is or not, but whatever, our, our best wishes to him and, and anybody involved. But yes, he is a he was a big loss to us, most definitely. What did, what did you think? Of, what did you make of Georgie King? Uh, I need to call him Georgie King Gladsy then. But crikey, I was reverting back to the 1990s. Dave, I mean Dave. Yeah, about yeah, Mr. Jack for Dad's Day. What do we think about yeah, Dave? The, the common Joey McEnough or whoever kept like it fucking his name up oh. as well, so I think we just stick to Dave. Yeah, not I was, I was hoping I'd, I wanted him to get a goal, to be honest, but it's fairly disappointing as well. At least he managed to get a shot off. Yeah, I thought he was, try, I thought he was trying, trying to do things. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he showed glimpses as well as little, little bits of skill and stuff, but didn't really see enough of him. Like the midfield was just awful. The fucking strikers were awful. Everyone was fucking awful, really, weren't they? Like most weeks, but I was surprised with the three strikers on. Like there was nothing more created, but I think that midfield was absolutely fucking awful. We need to we need to sign at least a, a good midfielder, like or two maybe, and a centre back at Christmas. We're fucked. Well, I, th- I think who we needed to sign was Jake Livermore, but we needed to sign him around kind of 2015. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 I mean, it, even bringing him on before, but I mean, my mate said we was like, oh, maybe if he brings like Livermore on to sort of like help the midfield last half hour, was like his legs are fucked, but hopefully he's got half hour and then whack him on. Do you know what I mean? But I didn't even get a look in. I'm glad Healy got come on though, to be fair. But even though he didn't really touch the ball, well, he did have a shot, to be fair. But I'm glad he got a bit of time. Because he's been a bit missing, and he really. Yeah. But yeah, but I don't know. It's just 
fucking baffles me at times. Absolutely baffles me. But we're fucked if we carry on like this. We need some signings quick time. I can't disagree with you. Obviously, we'll have seen in Andrew French's, of course, speaking to Valerian Ishmael, that I think he said it was very doubtful that we would be going into the free transfer market. Obviously, that was immediately after the transfer window kind of shut. I wonder if that... The performances of where we are, we're, we're just about to go into two weeks of the international. I just wonder whether or not they, including Ishmael, would reconsider that position, bearing in mind that... There's got to be a couple of, couple of people who can fold. Got to be able to play better than what we fucking got. Surely, there's got to be a couple. Well, we've got to we've got to probably look at it and say, look, if we are in for a relegation battle, have you got next to you in the trenches the people that you are gonna be down in the muck and bullets? And I think, frankly, we've got some players who are young and inexperienced, and we've done that, and they can only get experience by going through it. Fine get that people like ryan andrews people to a certain extent like ngakia but have we got enough leaders in there and the answer has been for a number of seasons that, that we haven't we've, we've been more than rudderless both at a manager level and also in the dressing room and i think the one thing and law or loathe mr troy Deeney, as some people seem to be on either camp he was a leader come for good or for bad. He was a voice in there that maybe on occasions was too loud, maybe on occasions was too self-interested, but th- that dressing room was at least going in one, in, in at least a coherent direction. What we now have is a leadership group, which in- involves two people who have been openly late for training and reprimanded by the club openly, and they're in the senior leadership group. So the leaders that you've got, the people that you're looking next to you in the trenches, going back to my tortured you know, World War One analogy here, that we we don't have them. We just don't have them. And if I it, think Courtney is assuming that he ain't been put in that leadership group, and that's why he's been shit. <laughs> well, you look at his performances for Scotland, bar one game which I saw where he was torn limb from limb, and they've been good and solid. And sometimes you step out of one culture and one environment or one level of pressure into a different one, and it's a change is as good as a rest, maybe. But yeah, he, he's gone off the boil. I've I've heard rumours that he has a niggle or a knock and that he should be really receiving treatment. I've, you see the bandage on, on Daniel Backman's right knee getting larger and larger. It feels like a like something on some kind of a TV programme that's going to get to enormous levels before they finally decide they're going to bring him out. But it comes back to the fact that who have we got to step into those places who could do the job on the same level as those individuals and therefore Porteous is as people had said earlier on is he just guaranteed a position is he guaranteed a place is he playing through injuries there could be any number of things him him and Backman are probably pretty much guaranteed if they can play they're going to play there's no no competition is there 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 certainly isn't strong enough competition yeah if you really need to like I don't know say someone's on a yellow card or something obviously it won't really happen to Backman not actually kick someone again which I thought he was going to do earlier I did say to my mate I said wouldn't it be funny if he just like proper done another karate kick into his chest when he ran out like that game yeah, earlier absolutely but yeah nah I don't know it's, I'm, I'm well, like Charlie to be fair I'm, I'm, I'm a bit ahead so I'm not too angry today I'm half expecting it it's just frustrating it is frustrating but hopefully someone can pull their finger out you're quite right and, you're uh, quite right but the one thing we can all say that now we know is the difference between Dusty Springfield and Petula Clark. There you go. That can't be bad. And thank you well so noted. much, mate. Well noted. I'm impressed. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. I'll catch you soon, mate. Lovely stuff. There's Ant, who always comes into his own theme tune. And I don't know if you noticed earlier on, but Wendover Horn has now started doing it. This is a bad trend we're starting, and I think we should be reprimanded for it. I'm just going to quickly nip across to Vinny in, in Dallas. 
last time Vinny and I were chatting, we were talking about blowing up the Dallas Cowboys previous stadium because it's the kind of thing you do when Vinny's here. Hello, Vinny. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on? Driving home from work. <laughs> well, well, it, whilst you've been at work, we've all been having fun watching a performance of biblical levels of mediocrity, I'm afraid, away at Sunderland. <coughs> we, we really haven't turned up, to be quite frank. I think everybody's been disappointed about it. Everybody is looking at the game and the preceding, the previous games and looking at it and asking where and how does this change back around. And the, the question being is we can't get better players, the window's shut, the manager's now on an extension. One has to look at the top of the table. There you go. So what what are your thoughts on stuff after 2-0 at the Stadium of Light? Yeah, I, I watched the first 60 minutes, then I, I was pulled away. Yeah, it's just the same old. Soralta is absolutely terrible. You, you might as well just put like a chair there to be your holding six. I don't really know what he does. Bio is horrendous. I'm going to leave it. I'm, I don't know. Everyone's just horrendous. It's like we had a, we had multiple times where it was like three on three, four on three, whatever, breaking to the opponent box. And we were just clueless on what to do. And I don't know how that's a thing with championship quality professional players, but I don't know. I guess somehow we can do it. But yeah. Used, and they, I, I was in a little bit of a, a Twitter beef with this guy today. He's like a Man United fan. He's like, a, he's American, I think. He works for the CBS Golazo show. And he was like complaining about, oh, you shouldn't sack Eric Ten Hag because the ownership's rotten, this, that, and the other. It's, have you ever seen what Watford's going on right now? And it is absolutely weird, down bad than I've ever seen us. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, there you go. The, 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 the point about when we, when we break into the box, in my coaching days, which were many years ago, but there, there was a phrase which was straight line running equals straight line thinking which is the fact that every time we get it, everybody just runs straight forward. There's no overlapping runs. The only person who makes a, makes a good forward run every single time is Ryan Andrews because he does that underlapping run thing. We'd like to see him vary that a little bit, but that's fine. But everybody is moving in rather than kind of curving their runs, make, creating wider angles, trying to pull other players out of position. Because what happens, and we've seen it since Plymouth, we've seen it with Blackburn, we've seen it with Middlesbrough, everybody just drops directly backwards. They don't have to pull laterally in any way, shape or form. They just drop and kill the space in behind them because they don't have to worry about players making alternate runs. The, the movement from the attacking players since 45 minutes of the QPR game has dropped off a cliff. But still for me is the, is the big thing is the fact that there's you have to have a plan you have to have a strategy as to how you want to play regardless of the players that you have and I appreciate from Ron earlier on saying there's no point talking about the players there's no talk, point talking about tactics because of the, the owner yeah but until January we at least absolutely have to still do that no matter what is the fact that you have to press the ball you have to affect the opposition and how they come out and how they play the ball and we simply stop doing that and if you do that and you're just allowing the opposition to go and play wherever they want to play with the ball rather than trying to channel them into areas where you can congest the play or you can affect the play or you can make it predictable and therefore defend against it you're, you're always on a hiding to nothing so no I agree with you absolutely about the you know getting into the box and not really looking like they knew what on earth they were wanting yeah, to it's do like, it's or like not. we don't have the quality uh, yeah, no we're not talking about the technical quality yeah, what we're talking like is we about running off the ball like play that's it's like you need to be pressing because you don't have the technical quality in the squad yeah, to smash and grab a win at the stadium light. You, you just don't have the, that one final ball that's, oh, wow, we just won one nil. Like, how do we win? 
you, you just don't have it. So you have to press and hope, hopefully they make mistakes and the average aren't doing it. It's, it's a real shame. Nah, absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Have a good drive back, sir. We're playing Cardiff at the weekend. Who, who have the Cowboys got at the weekend? We have the 49ers. Huge game Sunday night. Ooh. Uh, I guess that's like almost Monday morning for y'all. Yeah. Is that massive game? Is that at home? Is that in Dallas or is that over in uh, San Francisco? Uh, no, it's in, it's in San Francisco. Plus three and a half. You guys all have it. You should all be betting the Cowboys. And then I am going to the Sheffield Wednesday right after international break. So I'll be there. Oh, wow. You're coming over. Yeah, I'm coming oh, over. Oh, yes. Look at this, everybody. Look at this. Sheffield Wednesday. Well, we've not only got you coming over for Sheffield Wednesday. That's brilliant news. That means you're going to have to get in and, and do some heavy drinking. Brilliant stuff. Good stuff. Carl, make note. Excellent. But we've also got Jimmy Pesto, which means both Nick and Chris, Giannone, are going to be coming over for the Millwall game as well. So we're going to be having we're going to be having Americans everywhere. And as you heard earlier on, Darren down in Oz, he might be coming up at some point. That would be nice. Providing with Depeche Mode, then we've got half a chance. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff, Vinny. Thank you very much indeed. Sean, mate, let's see if we can get you on at last. Yep. Hello, mate. How you doing? There you go. There's, there's something. Sorry, mate. That's all right. HS2 is all around Wendover. If you try and try and drive around there at night time, you're fucked. <laughs> so yeah. I've just pulled over in a little guide hut to try and keep a signal. It's a bit like us, really, mate, isn't it? Yeah, what? Yes, I'm yes. Not- I'm not disappointed about the contract extension for uh, Ishmael. Uh It's a funny place to be sitting because obviously we're uh, one point above QPR and they were the worst team that's ever stepped onto a pitch, remember, in the uh, beginning of the season. They weren't far Uh, off, definitely. Definites for rock bottom. But what I think we're seeing is a team that, dare I say it, still do look drilled. They do look like they're trying to instill what has been told of them there's many managers we've had over the last three or four years that we haven't we just haven't looked like there's even any managerial presence and i i think whether whether we like it or not and um we just have we don't have the quality in the the players we we just simply don't it's down to recruitment i don't think that the formations and the um the, the idea and the tactics that we've been playing is necessarily has been awful I don't think that at all but he is I wouldn't say he's getting the tune out of the players because that's obviously the perhaps the wrong words but he's they definitely look like they are they're trying to react to what he's telling them or or what he wants them to do we haven't seen that but we've just been let down again by having the wrong players we haven't got the strength out there Martins was nowhere near last season, and he's our starting player this season. Bayo went out on loan last year, and we've brought Healy in. He hasn't kicked the ball. We, we just haven't got the depth. Whilst we can all hope for that billionaire to come in and take the club, no one is buying this club with the debt that it's got there. No one. They're not walking in and throwing all that money first. It's just not happening. So maybe the idea is to get rid of the debt to make it more attractive to sell. If it, In terms of these new signings in January, then something is going to need to happen if we remain in this bottom five, six situation. Because whilst the Potsos may have wrote the season off, they certainly aren't banking on going down because that makes you even less attractive. So it's going to be a case of, I would imagine, four or five Udinese's will be coming over. Um I don't see any other choices. They're freebies and they will think that they're ready-made and they know what they're getting out. I, I just don't see any anything else happening. They're quite obviously not going to spend the money. 
they wouldn't pay 1.2 million for a for a fullback which has worked with the manager before who ticks lots of boxes mm. then that's the end of that route so uh, if it's going to be Udinese's in January try and keep us up and but where it goes from there I, just, uh, I don't know but I don't think it's the manager you look we can play hoof ball yes we can get the ball into the box as much as possible but you know what? If we wanted to stick by that sort of philosophy, then I would have put Dawson and Cathcart at centre backs for the entire season and shut up shop there, and I would have and hoof it length of the pitch every time. But equally, we've had quite a lot of that shit in the last few years, and it's got us nowhere. And it's well, it worse if anything. At least I don't. At least I still feel like going because I think I'm going to be entertained. Oh yeah, and I that was why I reacted probably overreacted a little bit to Ellie's suggestion that we should maybe start boycotting games because I'm not going to a game for, for me Saturday was still an entertaining game frustrating yes did I want that result no did I like seeing them having three shots and three goals no did I like them having a 19 year old rookie bossing our two paid for centre backs of international yeah. quality around definitely not and so ah. Peter I'm not walking out thinking that they players don't give a toss and they haven't put in a shift and that's what I am feeling listen we might not be up to it and they not, might not be very good and we can want them to press as much as possible because we can actually say well look guys you haven't even got to do anything with the ball but at least mm. you can run around I think they are we just haven't got the right players mate we just haven't, and that's that's the crux of it. But I'm not. I am entertained, and I I am, and, and I think they're giving a shift. We've just been let down, sadly. Same story. There you go, Sean. Lovely stuff, sir. Thank you very much indeed. You carry on your journey now that you've you've circumnavigated the reception. I don't know where I am, by the way. <laughs> if if you see somebody driving around Wendover, looking like he's looking for a KFC, that's Sean. Point him in the direction of the nearest chicken outlet. <laughs> that's that's what we always need to do. Sean, a joy as ever, mate. Hello again, it's Justin, and I'm here to share the news that do not scratch your eyes have been shortlisted as finalists in the Football Content Awards 2023. The category we're shortlisted in is Best Podcast Football League. Voting goes live on Monday the 25th of September at midday and closes on Sunday the 8th of October at 23.59. Fan voting is done through the Football Content Awards websites, Instagram and Twitter. We're asking you to give us your vote. Thank you very much. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get to our last call here. Let's go to, let's go to Hampshire Hornet. Um, Adam, so how are you doing? I'm good, Pete. You? Oh, mate. Well, well, that that was an uplifting call from Sean, because Sean is uplifting, it, always. It was. It, it was. It was. It was. It was. So... Oh. We're going to let you finish this in terms of calls, yeah. sir. Is it going to be uplifting, or is it going to be balanced, or is it going to be sadly? Probably, 
I don't know. I don't know because it's probably repeating what a lot of people said. That's and I fine. think Sean, a lot of what Sean was just saying was quite apt. I would say, I think, with regards to as Sean was just saying about performance coming away positive, I agree. I actually think we can do that from home games. I actually think away games. And can I just say, first of all, I know some other people that said this, but can I just echo accolades and kudos to any of the people that have gone tonight? Yeah, not just tonight because it's. All the away games for nearly a year, I think. What we at 275 days? It's so like February. Yeah, and let's be frank, things aren't cheap at the moment. So to do that, like it's a time impact, it's a time drain financially, it's it can be a killer, but that absolute respect for anybody that's going. So if you're sitting driving back from Sunderland, whatever you're staying, yeah, massive credit size. But I actually feel a little bit sad for them because obviously investment has been badly reciprocated particularly by the players and I, I do agree with Sean at home I think we can come away and think yeah that's right but I do away from home I think we have been let down fundamentally but like a lot of people say it is pointless to probably talk about tonight is actually I think we all went into the game expecting a loss it wasn't a great one to watch but we did expect it but Pete you said and others have said real problem is still at the top it's still Pozzo and we can't go we can't progress until he goes or sells or gets investment and as Sean mentioned others mentioned he's got still too much kind of skin in the game in terms of what in terms of what we owe him to be a, a real Absolutely. kind of uh, easy thing for us to sell so we've just got to look at it but one thing that still concerns me I think is there's still an apathy or kind of a lack of urgency from quite a lot of fans and I think it stems from the forum so what I would just ask and this is just a little ask is if anybody's got the audio I've got it but I've got a real bad version that I can't share out because sort of WhatsApp message but if anybody's got it share it or listen to it based on what we now know where we are now in October because Gino said a lot in that that forum without actually saying anything at all and when there was a few tough questions asked at him they went over asked when there's a couple of others he's just filibustered and, and provided absolute non-responses and moved and moved away from it so i would just have a little listen from that but the one thing that was override that he's not going to change and the way it is, is the way it is so it's, we have to like a lump it and i think we're in a position at the moment where the whole Pozzo model is a bit of a busted flush. You mentioned about Udinese. So we just, yeah, we're probably reaching a point where actually people do need to actually get more thanks for what you told us back in June time. But we need a little bit more now. Like, where are we Where are we going? Because arguably we're in a poorer state from a league position and critically more financially from when they took over. In the minute, they're making big, bad Bassini look like a... A shining beacon of financial stability and sanity. <laughs> which is the same one thing. Which, you know, let's face it, is quite a trick to be able to pull out. Oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Who would have thought that in, in seeing the, the various videos that we've seen of him? But anyway, where, where we are, personally, I, I've been in the camp that I thought we would struggle. I thought it bore my family to tears when thinking that I said we'd be relegated, but it might just be me. As I think the squad makeup isn't right. And yeah. don't get me wrong, this isn't something that I, I'm certainly not saying I want. I remember, 90, was it 96, 97 in League Two and that, although we did have some good games there bring back Jason Lee and those lot but anyway I think the problem is that the makeup and the strength of the character in the squad is a concern because if we get into a relegation fight do we any of us really have confidence that they can get out of it I think you alluded to that shortly and it goes back to what Sean was saying we're relying on January but we have no money and I think you guys could do a great pod on actually trying to find out where the hell that money's gone but who do we get from Udinese? Do we get Cabaselli back? Do we get Akoi? Do we get Success? Kina? Ziegler still there? That's the depth of what they've got at the minute that they would want to share and you know, it goes back to that piece of it being broken so look it's been a bit meh for probably two or so years so we're all kind of fairly 
used to it now and um, accustomed to it. But I would suggest that I think as fans, we probably need to gear ourselves up for a relegation fight, which I think was um, said on another pod, yeah. could unite us, and that's good. We need to hope that the players are along with it because I think the ownership have probably checked out a little bit. It's Cardiff Saturday, and if anything, that's a very good night out on a Saturday night out. So anybody with the way fans there should actually have probably more fun going out in Cardiff than than the, the hours of between three and five. So see where we go. And very good, very good, sir. Thank you ever so much. There was a that was a very balanced. I think you definitely went into the camp marked balanced. I like that very much indeed. Cheers, Adam. Thank you everybody for for listening in tonight. We're just going to dip into the five word reviews. I appreciate it's getting late, so we're going to fly through these nice and quick. But I appreciate if if you want to go and get your beauty sleep, I understand it. What we will do is we will get this out as a podcast. Probably be tomorrow afternoon in in two parts. What will be out for you for the morning though will be our preview for Cardiff which we recorded yesterday this time without bloody Cardiff turning up buggers so we, we owe them one go and get a result but we'll, we'll put a preview out so if you're if you've got a bit of a commute there's something to listen to five word reviews Alex King I have two it's a little bit funny how shit we actually are I'm, I apologize I started to sing at one well I call it singing never mind Simon Parkins financial gambles look catastrophic now Brian Edwards Nigerian curses are actually real Watford FC Sweden Watford what can I say Brian Edwards back again Swansea away tickets on sale Oh, yeah, stop me getting to the front of that queue. There we go. Terry Wilkins said, Operation Shit Show underway. Brian Edwards back again. Every other one of these is Brian Edwards. Brian, you're just obsessed, man. Appears Uncle Ron was right. John Parslow, heaven knows I'm miserable now, with a picture of the Angel of the North with a broken wing. If anybody saw the the ridiculous rubbish prediction league that we do you'll have known that he uh, he did his predictions for Sunderland on the Angel of North which apparently is actually in Newcastle so that probably didn't help but never mind Silgerman fucking smelly anus shit crap that's I, I, there's not much grey area in that statement I think I don't think that's overall positive Catherine Jones anyone know how to defend nope I don't. Gary says, they're all fucking bastards. He came on and he said he wasn't going to say it and now he's made me say it. That's just unfair. I'll say it in the manner of Gary. They're all fucking bastards, Peter. Carbs, defending terrible again. Midfield list. Carl Campion, Cesspit FC comment. Cesspit FC, missing Morris. Yeah, a number of people have said about, I think, Morris after seeing Lewis play today, re-evaluating Morris. I, I appreciate Uncle has probably just exploded in Florida, but hey, what the heck. Carl uh, Campion also said, looking forward to international break. No, never. I never look forward to the international break. Come hell or high... Well, no, let's not use that phrase. Ryan Cripps, Kesara Sarah, in need of a light bulb and spark. We're going to Adams Park. Not five words, but very good words, Ryan. Well done. I'm going to say this now. Five word exemptions for poetry. I think I believe in you all. And I think we can come up with some more stuff. And we all get to blame Ryan for coming up with this in the first place, as well as Alex, who did something similar. But I started singing. So that just went all over the place. Dr. Dickie Sutton says expected crap performance. They delivered. Mikey Abrahams, my positivity lasted until October. John Parslow, I'd rather talk about Cisco. Yeah, we'll do that on something else. Carl Campion, performance poor, like the third kit. Oh, I see, like the third kit, not like the third kit. Yeah, no, yeah. Brian Edwards, we've lost our way. Watford fan, angry, enjoys angry, says, I'm jealous of Bournemouth now. No, never be jealous of Bournemouth. They have bifocal shop windows there. Ben Hallamate says, Dave looked all right. Good. Okay, fair enough. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, my 70th ground, passion undimmed. Well done. 
Passion undimmed. There you go, Dr. Dickie Sutton traveling up to the Hornets, to the, to the Stadium of Light even. Hampshire Hornet, we heard him earlier on, League One squad, League One results. We're all Hornet. Steve Haller, mate, says debt-free next season, though. Jane Kearney, League One trips next season. Dan Ford, relegation zone comes Saturday evening. I think we're getting a sense here of a potential trend that's looking downwards rather than upwards at this moment. Snell CJ says, thankfully, I had a meeting. Well done. Dan Ford, relegation zone comes Saturday evening. Gareth Kingswood Hornet says, watching Bake Off instead. <laughs> Oh, no, that's low wattage. I had to basically threaten the family because they wanted to turn over and watch Newcastle because that that looked like it was a a good and exciting game. And let's be honest, ours wasn't. Even the neutral would not have enjoyed ours. Guy Wellborn, no positives at all tonight. See what Guy's done there? I think that's good. I think that's very good. Jane's back again, Jane Kearney. Championship poor, but Watford poorest. We're really not looking good in a not very good league, in my opinion, personally. Ben Ayton, hello, mate. Travelling fans deserve a refund, absolutely. Jason Brewer, looking forward to St Albans away. Crikey, now that we are, we are flowing downwards. We are really on the 600-year Nigerian curse when we get there. Rich WFC2 says Valerian Ishmael needs to go. Okay. Alan Lathwell, worse than under bankrupt Baz. Justin, relegation football, proper dog toffee. That's our Justin. It's Justin's 10th anniversary today. He shouldn't have been watching Sunderland and he shouldn't have been on here using phrases such as proper dog toffee. Just saying. Louis Tashira, Cardiff away on Saturday. Help. And he's got that that meme of Homer Simpson vanishing backwards into a hedge. Joel Hypen, hello, Joel says, Uncle Ron, Uncle Ron was right. This is a bad day. Ron, you get you get you're getting a lot of a lot of concessions. I won't say love, I'll call them concessions if that's all right. Malk says gutless shower of cowardly cunts. There you go. That's that's a bit of alliteration at right at the end there. Uncle Ron Pozzo has destroyed this club. Nicholas Smith, we heard him earlier on Travel Lodge Sunderland shower is great. Oh, look at this. This is we're getting like a this is like a TripAdvisor thing in real time. Nick, we want to know what is the mattress like? That's what we want to know. Is it firm? Is it soft? And what are the pillows like? I want we want to know all about Travel Lodge Sunderland. Mark Noley, do players actually care? James DJ says Sunder the Kosh. Potso out. Daniel Lawrence, just fuck off Potso now. Harry Clark says everyone's shit. Recruitment is accountable. Andy Hammond, sleepwalking towards League One. You getting the idea with this guy's Guy Welburn, Watford battered everywhere they go. Watford, Alan WFC. Can it get any worse? Andrew Argent with fucking shit going down. Smitty, knee deep in the shit. Dan Mitchell, League One, here we come. Back to Andrew Argent again. Is it time to get the tennis balls out? Lol. You say lol. That's probably one where, yeah, you do disrupt the game, but it's not exactly disruptive in the longer term, but it's certainly something that, that people have done. I'm trying to remember which club was it. Southend launched a load the other day. It gets some notoriety. Birmingham tried to do that with dildos and sex toys. I'm not suggesting we go down that route, not until I've invested in a whole load of sex. No, we won't go there. Ian Kern says club is destroyed, Potso out. Fazan Chowdhury says we are in deep trouble. Nick Newland says by the time I come over to watch my Watford, my first Watford home game, we will be a non-league club. Give it a couple of years, Nick. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Willie Eckers, like Alec Ken, says, I have nothing to say. Oh, Ken, you tease you. I'm a Hornet, says Pozzo equals club and identity destroyed. Lee Anselmo begins cutting League One cloth. That's nice. I like that one. I don't know why I like that one, but I like that one. Peter Elson, echo the, the, the voice of sanity. The voice of sanity. We need a Colin Foster. 
And anybody who was around in the mid-90s know what's, knows what he means. That means we need somebody who's about six foot five, can head the ball, and looks like a chartered accountant. Excellent call. Colin Foster, absolute hero. Ryan South, worst start in 20 years. Is it really? Oh, my God. Carl Wilson is ignoring the five-word review piece. Well done. Oh, and then he's done one below, which he's accepting with. I'm going to read his five-word review first. Lackluster, dire load, yellow poo. I think that's an encouraging start. Let's go to his longer form one. Ten games in, only two wins, our worst start for 20 years, and Gino renews his contract. We are passing it out from the back when we clearly haven't got the players to do this. I don't get why Val is playing this way because at Barnsley, he played with a tall forward and knock it up to him. Now, those are all very good words, Carl. I agree with you there. However, nothing is ever going to beat those five words of lackluster, dire, yellow, uh, load, yellow poo, because that's pretty good. Hillary... Their mascot was really Bobbins. <laughs> that's, that's really low-level criticism. Well done, Hillary. That's excellent. I like that very much. Sell the club, please, Gino, says, says Carl, once again conforming to five words and then saying, defending for Wally's volume 10. Matthew Burns, not five words, 50 points to stay up. I doubt that on the evidence in front of us, living in Wales but can't make the Cardiff game, but will we be at Swansea to watch the current shower change my mind? Who knows? It's time to go, says goodbye, Ishmael, and hello, Cisco. Oh, my God, no. I hadn't even thought of that. No. I don't think that what we need is a Neil Diamond CD at the moment, personally. Index Jesus says, not laid glove on them. Slatten, the banners are coming back. <laughs> You're probably right. Simon Watford FC says, we're not 14 to 1 for relegation now. Paul McCarthy going down without a fight. Kai Stevenson. It's funny what happens when the starting 11 is mostly players who didn't care last year. Hornets, 1992, heard from earlier on. Watford relegated. Pozzo sells at the end of the season. New League One grounds to go to. That's, I, I'm trying to work out if that was a silver lining there or not. That's, or that's probably just me wanting to go to some grounds. Never mind. Watford, Simon Watford FC also said, can't wait for Cardiff. What did you expect, Gino? Dylan Shah says, Saturday defence upgrades needed. Softail just basically went with the five poo emojis. Doesn't seem overly positive. I'd put him towards the slightly more upset ang- um, end of the uh, the spectrum. They can take the flags, but they can't stop the fans singing. How about just get out of our club to the tune of Don't Go Breaking My Heart? Just get out of my club. Uh, we, Nick, we need, this is from Nick, GWR Nick. We, we need more lyrics. When is Elton going to start getting his hands dirty? That's, that's. That could be misinterpreted. PJ Jordan, we heard earlier on, says, why do we even bother? Because we can. That's what, It's like Everest. Because it's there, we bother. Because we're what for fans? And as I say almost every bloody week, we're not gold diggers. We're not trophy chasers. We know that. What we want to see is something is have something to empathise with, something to believe in, something to hang on to, something to enjoy, something to share. That's what being a Watford fan is, at least for me. You can... It may be different for you. Who knows? I best not tweet it, says Alan. <laughs> Emil Hornet, you won. I don't, I, I don't think he trusts himself. Dame Croxley Green says, had better shits than that. No, no comment. No comment whatsoever. Samuel H. Vlogs from What Vicarage Road, YT, says, Papa John's champions next season. Keith Catchpole, as bad as it gets. Paul, did we play tonight? Kate, no teamwork, no cohesion. Schoolboys. That's I like that. That's very good. Stephen Brown, Watford afraid of every team. Hornet 49, give Val another 10 years. Matthew Kennedy, sack the stud man. Lee Johnson, worst start for 20 years. Barry French, lack of leadership. Sean Pugh, travelling fans deserve a refund. Absolute rock bottom. Potso out, says Ed H73. Josh, kill me now, please. 
please. A second please is a real, well, it's a plea, really, but yeah, enough said. Nathan Harrison, new FIFA ratings are generous. Oh, blimey, I haven't even seen those. David Sweet says, bought Swansea tickets today. I'm an idiot. Yell999 says, another shit show up north. Skylar Rose, piss poor Gino, out fucking crap, and Gakia is a joke. We are relegation fodder. Skylar not complying with the five-word review, not even trying, and putting everything in uppercase just to show off, I would suggest. Ellie, we heard earlier on, said, absolute show of total shite. Simon, Watford FC, what a waste of fucking time. Vince Smith, dog turd turns crusty white. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's brilliant and possibly my favourite thing of the entire year. Boyd Mayover, we heard from him earlier on, he said, shit, shit and relegation. Neil Dean, I'm praying for deportation orders for all of them, including that Scottish twat. I don't think he's a big fan of porches. I could be wrong. Simon Watford FC says, anyone who thinks this isn't a relegation squad is fucking deluded. So there you go. There you go. There's the five words. That's crikey. We've got plenty of long forms in there as well. People can fully understand. <laughs> if you want to get off to sleep, please do so. But I'm going to go through these anyway so that they'll be recorded on the podcast. We like to go through. People are taking the time to throw these out to us, and I really do appreciate it. Stephen Atkinson says, after 10 games last season, Edwards sacked. After nine games this season, Valerian gets a contract extension. Pozzo really has proved, although he knew it already, or we knew it already, he really doesn't have a clue what he is doing. I have seen absolutely nothing since I posted this to change my mind, which was on the 1st of April 2023. He said we will be relegated next season. I have absolutely no doubt about it. He goes back to it. Charlie, we heard from him earlier on, just came back and said, you can't polish a turd, which is true. I tried it once. It was a very messy business and it just turned it crusty white, as we heard earlier on. Terry Wilkins said, yes, but you can roll it in glitter. I, I, I think we're doing too much on this Turd polishing stuff, personally, but there we are. Let's move on. Colin Smith says there's a cancer in the club, which despite removing 20 players and introducing others, the cancer appears to continue to grow. It must be coming from the top executive as everything else has been replaced often. Simon Parkins. For some of this has been like watching a car crash in slow motion. Ignorance of seeing this would have been blissful. Carl Campion, I think I need a visitor pass to see what I have been missing at the training ground as a record of one win in nine gets a contract extension. It looks like the it looked like the opening uh, day QPR win will be this season's highlight. Team looked coached in Val's early days, but now individuals again. Yeah, we've had a number of conversations where we've talked about the trend feeling like it's dropping off and we're not pressing, we're not all of the stuff that we were talking about. Very good, very good uh, very good comments there. Colin Smith, hey Cole. We talk about only getting in only getting in the squad until fitness levels are good enough and then play at a snail's pace, mostly backwards. It's very true. At the start of the season, we were going with those players who'd been in for that seven-week pre-season because of the intensity we were going to play with, and you saw that. And now that, that intensity has just dropped off. That aggression has just dropped off. Maybe it's because the opposition just simply weren't as bad as QPR, as people did say on that first day. Martin Fletcher sat in Sunderland, Watford shit. Martin's come here and put in a five-word review where he could use many more words, but I don't think he probably needs them. Rubbish performance yet again. Feels like last season again away performances are the same. Lack of basic organisation and effort. No club is too good to go down, and we need to do serious work over the coming weeks and months to make sure we're not in that relegation battle. That's from Louis Teixeira. Brian Edwards, even though he's here in the long form, he's still breaking them up because that's just what Brian does. I, I, I'm fairly sure Ryan, uh, Brian just talks in short, sharp, choppy sentences. This will be a short one. We are shit. Good night. 
But then he came back and said, we need a swear jar. On this one, we do. I do apologise. Anybody who is offended about the language on here, I do apologise, but you were warned at the start. Love the fact Bastard FC are having their best season in 30-ish years and they're obsessed with us. Either that or someone has an ugly or frigid partner. Thank you, Steve Cutty. Ben, it looked like Dave and TDB, Tom Dilly Bashiru, were the only ones who could get be asked there tonight. The rest were a combination of utter fucking useless and not giving a toss. I'm in the minority of believing this coach is completely out of his depth and tactically clueless. Justin, there is no way Elton John is touching this club again. No chance whatsoever. And then they've gone into a conversation which I really don't think we can go into. Brian Edwards, Ron, we did we did and got blocked, especially by Backman. Don't know what that was. Okay. Wendover Horn says it's a sad situation. Oh, look at that. Look at this. This is good. This is good. Alan Lathwell. Ooh, I've got under Uncle Fester's skin. Good. Alan returns volley. Basically, we, we had we had the service, a return, and now a fine a fine volley from Alan to the back court there. It's over to you, Ron. We'll find out if you reply in the notes. Wendover Horn said, Someone saved my life tonight, Sugar Bear. We'll come and save ours. Wendover, you're now milking this whole Elton John experience. Honestly, what can I say? Gary sends through and from Andrew French, Ishmael still in the dressing room. Nobody has come out of the dressing room at all. And that was at 10.42 tonight. So that would have been, what, an hour after. So I imagine some home truths are, 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 are probably being read. But whilst those home truths are going on, Wendover is persisting with this Sir Elton John analogy. I do apologise, everybody. He says, I'm still standing. Well, Watford FC ain't. Get some of your wealthy American mates in and get us moving again. Greg, you seem to think that I'm Elton John. I'm, I wear glasses. I'm fat. I, I'm follically challenged and I support Watford. That does not make me Elton John. Rich says, Andrew French is reporting that over an hour since the game has finished, Valerian Ishmael has still not come out of the dressing room for his post-match press conference. Equally, neither has any player. Thank you for everybody who, when things go on, post things into here so we can just bring it to you guys who may or may not see it the next day. LEM says, said at the end of last season, we'd face a relegation battle and possible relegation. I first watched Watford in Division 4 beating Doncaster 6-0 in 1976 or 77 it's sad to see what's happening but there is hope going forward we have to have that well done i like that very much melanie thank you very much for that don't be a stranger send us lots and lots more but needless to say brian edwards is back with another short sharp choppy sentence as bad as swansea away last season i made the comparison to wolves two years ago but that was just me dicky sutton 45 years ago tonight i stood on a terrace at old trafford watching messrs Pollard, Downs, Rankin, Blissett beat Manchester United. The passion and energy of that team is something we can only dream about. Yeah, absolutely. 4th of October. Oh, it was 4th of October. So that was yesterday. And I know it was the 4th of October. So that was yesterday now because, of course, now it's the 5th. So I read it an hour late, Dickie. I do apologise. You're quite right. Well done. Well said. What a way to commemorate uh, an absolute... Seismic result that was. Simon Parkins, the parachute money was already spent last season. Absolutely. We took out a uh, what they describe as a factored loan against it. So, but more of that hopefully coming soon. Oh, hello. We've got Melanie back again. She said, I absolutely love Ant's tunes. He, I have to say, downtown was a particularly nice choice and he has come out with some absolute corkers. Gary's back again. Paul Ince is available. Pete will love that. Oh, Fuck off, Gary. What are you trying to do to me here? Honestly, sometimes I get the feeling this is turning personal. They're all bastards, Peter. Andrew Argent says, hey, Siri, what's the shortest time between giving the manager a new contract and sacking him? <laughs> Pat, hey, everybody, says, fuck Udinese. There you go. Oh, OK, fair enough. Is there a particular address to write to Sir Elton John, asks Tony. There is somewhere. I know we've got one somewhere. 
because I think we've sent some things to him, all of which have been roundly ignored, and really you can't blame him. We've also got another thing here from Steve. Thank you, Steve, uh, from Steve Cuddy, from Jeff Doyle of Three Counties Radio, saying Ishmael kept players in the dressing room at the end for 50 minutes. He was fuming, but instead of ranting, asked every player to say what they thought had gone wrong. Doesn't want blame game going on, wants players taking responsibility, wants more character from them. There you go. Excellent, excellent report in there from, from Mr. Jeff Doyle of 3CR. Pat, <laughs> what is back again? Surprise people aren't blaming Cathcart. Oh, Pat. Oh, Pat, you know better than that. I've, he would be a... I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. And again, you will hear the explosions in Florida. I would have that man back in the squad. Definitely would do. I imagine it was he probably ended up leaving because of the money that he could earn elsewhere. Went across to... Oh, crikey, in the Belgium team, beginning with K. It loses me for the moment. And then has retired from play, which is sad. I think a fine servant and one who deserves to come back and be paraded in front of the Vicarage Road crowd to great acclaim. He was a good servant. Mal Hayer Mal said, who really expected Watford to win tonight? Agree with Greg and Uncle. Time for change. Watford FC Indonesia. Hey there. Says... What happened with Watford? We were a bit shit, really. Never mind. Ellie, we need a full protest. Nobody attend any home games for the next few weeks. We need to do a Newcastle. I don't think Newcastle ever did that, and I don't think Man United ever actually stopped people going. I like their yellow and green Newton Heath scarves. That was a visual way of, of showing and demonstrating. Until they actually finally sell the Glazers, those protests haven't actually done anything. So we'll see. Martin Fletcher says Malibu. I have no idea why. Hampshire Hornet Adam, we heard from him earlier on, said, anyone have the date when the Nigerian curse will wear off? We worked out that we've got 598 years and about two months left. It might be three months. I could be wrong. But fingers crossed, eh? Working our way through it steadily. Elton Official, worth a listen, sir, says Harry. Oh, he's also copied Luther Blissey. Just one of many people who won't bother listening to this nonsense, I'm sure. We're just so glad that you all do. Justin has posted up a thing saying, oh, I'll go on to talk about that, the Football Content Awards, because somehow we've blagged our way into the fine, into the into the shortlist. More by luck than judgment. Malk says there is absolutely nothing there. Piss poor defence, flaky midfield and league one strikers. Fucking dreadful. I'm a hornet, says Rupert was right all along. Ed said, says, first time this season, Gregory. Ellie says, so we've extended our manager's contract. Why? Fair play. I'm a Hornet also says, Watford FC just makes me feel utterly sick. That's why I cancelled my season ticket after 45 years. Board has to go and a lot of the staff too. I'm going to offer an open invitation to anybody who's done that. that if we do make a change, if, we, if, if that did come, if that day came, Jump back on board. Get back on board at the earliest possibility because we need everybody who's a Watford supporter to be in there and making the atmosphere, making Watford all it can be. I appreciate that tonight everybody will be, and over the last few seasons will be, nigh on emotionally damaged by what by the consistent level of frustration that's going on but hey Dr Dickie Sutton he's putting loads on this I like this these days I turn up with the lower expectation than at any point since the mid 90s but still the team's managers manages to disappoint me this squad is so short on quality reminiscent of the Lewington squad but like the most of us I'm trapped I'll support this team whatever league they're in well done Dickie well done well said Ed someone's changed their tune well, yeah, people are entitled to change their tune, Ed, surely. You've been arguing that people should change their tune. When they do, I think perhaps being slightly more magnanimous because if that's what they feel on the evidence, that's fine. You saw it early on. Well done. You win. Go have a biscuit. Ant says, would crack me up seeing kids if dildos thrown on the pitch. Can see some awkward moments with the stewards, though. Best bring the fire certificates. <laughs> 
it wasn't one of my better suggestions, I grant you. It was people in Birmingham who, who were coming up with this plan. I keep forgetting to mention slash ask, what's going to happen when someone comes in for Martins and it's good money over Christmas? Defo would sell, in my opinion. We're going to be ducked even whenever more. No money for him. Loose, arguably our best player and screwed. Uh, yeah, we are We are a selling club. We are a development club. We are a club who, will, when the model is working well, we will still be selling players. The problem is, is the quality of the conveyor belt coming in and the areas in which we need to strengthen has been lopsided for four to five to six years. Yeah, we've been calling out for a dominant central defender for, yeah, probably since... Well, before certainly before Craig Dawson walked in, and w- we hoped that perhaps Hooten Porteous would be there, but they seem to be infected by what somebody earlier on called, and I don't mean to use the, the C word, the cancer, the culture has got them. Let's use the culture as the C word. Carl Wilson, what has happened to this leadership group in the squad? Exactly, Carl. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier on. And hey, mate, says Pozzo's model to buy cheap and sell for profit. Well, that's broken now. No one would pay anything for this shower. Giving a contract extension to someone who has done actually nothing proves Pozzo's needs some of that, some sort of help. No, that's, that's what I was saying in terms of the it's okay if you're bringing them through, developing them over time, adding value into the player that you realise in the transfer market, we are not the biggest of clubs. We need to have an additional income stream in order to compete and be in the positions that we were in 2015 through to 2019, 2020 kind of time. That needs to work, but the the throughput has to work as well. I always talk about the Ecuador the having unfettered access to the Ecuadorian second division because Pete Fincham came on here after the Burnley game last year and called it beautifully and just said, the problem is you can have a worldwide scouting network, but you know what? Everybody's got a computer and everybody's got football manager or the working equivalent or Scout or Shaw Scout or any number of these things. People know where a, a lot of these players are now and it's become increasingly competitive. People increase data-driven. People look at Brighton, people look at Brentford. At the Q&A, Scott did make a salient point. He said everybody's talking about Brighton, but they've just signed Estupinian and they've just signed Yao Pedro, who we'd already bought in. So we are bringing them in, but the problem is the trick is what you have to do in the meantime is also balance that with the short-term needs of the squad. Because if the squad is completely and utterly dysfunctional, those particular players are not shown to their potential, to the potential buyers who might want to buy them. They just look like bad players, which is what we have at the moment. Manga recruitment, very poor, says Carl Wilson. Jesse Hornet says, just seen a post by Andrew French to say that Big Val hasn't emerged still from the dressing room. Anyone else reckon he might be giving some of those players a good slap well we heard earlier on from Jeff Doyle saying it's it seems to be taking a little while because he's actually going around each one and asking them and doing it by talking rather than shouting and screaming there's many a way to skin a cat Daniel Sampson says great point read the leadership group and the fact that Daniel Backman is captain and only playing because he has no competition is a major issue and we know that's the case because he's got a bloody great big bandage on his leg uh, Ellie Jesus Christ I've lost an entire dress size in the time you said that before you were on here I get the feeling that Ellie's just showing off about dress sizes I don't even know what my dress size was then and I certainly no let's not go there Alan Hemel Hornet says someone should never have been appointed captain just for his attitude alone let alone the fact that he's a goalkeeper and a bad one at that Daniel Sampson also says the contract extension was simply a media stunt 
one to show we're backing a manager and very possibly Carl Wilson got no money to get five or six players in January I think I think it was Sean who mentioned maybe there'll be Udinese players we know in the last knockings that Ishmael turned down supposedly three players which was revealed and then when Charlie did a end of transfer window thing with with Andrew French on Spaces which was good and listen to Andrew came out and said well no he didn't say he turned them down he turned them down within that kind of group context but it would make sense that those might have been Udinese players who weren't going to get in and around the team maybe coming across but that again is still supposition who knows who knows Owen Uncle Ron was actually right Dan Cohen if the players aren't good enough there's two points one why is he playing this way very true and two Valerian Ishmael came out and said he had the final say on transfers so whose fault is it I think Valerian Ishmael has fallen into the same trap as Rob Edwards, in my view, in as much as he's come into a club. He's only shortly there. Obviously, we have a reputation for, shall we say, jettisoning people in that particular position. And he has said what he needs to say to to, to be there. That's certainly what happened with Rob when they were saying, are you happy with the, the balance of the team? He's going, yeah, absolutely. I was putting Kamara right wing back. Now, we all know that dog don't hunt. And I wonder whether or not there's some part of that. But there certainly seems to be the case that from what we saw, and it may have changed, who knows, but one can only tell from what we saw at the time, was that Valerian Ishmael was very well considered by the management group. And it looks like Giretta's wording, if you can take anything from that, that he still is. Maybe so. 1970s is before the war, says Ellie. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? Daniel Sampson, big fan of <laughs> 012121. I agree. I like that very much indeed. It was pleasing to say... And pleasing to hear. And that's a good combination. Beautiful bio says, should have kept Troost, only real leader we've had in ages. Cool, blimey, William Trooster Kong, nice guy. Was he a leader on the pitch? I don't know. I just don't know. Carl Wilson, 10 games in. Oh, no, we've read that one before. We've read that one before. I think we are passing out from the back. Yes, we have. We've read that twice. PJ, we heard from him earlier on, puts this time last year. Oh, go and have a look at the Twitter, guys, if you haven't, on the end of this, because he's put this year in comparison to last year and the point swing. I think what I'll do is I'm going to... PJ, this is great stuff. I like this. We're going to retweet this in the morning for people to go and see the comparative games to last year and how it's actually worked. That's superb stuff, sir. I really like that very much indeed. Owen, we are in serious trouble. Alan, well said, Alex. Paul Paul West says, uh, 11 players with no plan, all hoping someone else to make a spark. Low point now. Triangle 123 says, I think a lot of correct things have been said tonight. But then Ellie comes on. I'm sorry, effing and jeffing and demanding we boycott games. Talk to the hand. Triangle, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ellie, but I'm with you. I'm not boycotting games. In fact, I'm, I'm going to try to go to even more just so I can shout at everybody and who knows, maybe make some sense occasionally. Martin Fletcher says, Gino, time to fuck off. And for the amount of undisclosed fees for fairly decent players and a few gems, we should have signed Martin's. And really likes Martins, doesn't want him to go anywhere. Uh, I don't disagree. I thought Martins is a Udinese player. He is, Carl. That was the, that was the, the 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 point that we were making earlier on. If he, we are still here to develop him effectively on behalf of the Pozzo Group. Money goes in, but Udinese would be getting that cash. Chris DJ DS says, don't know what that means. Lee, I love the way Unk signed off. <laughs> Amandeep Stevens says, does anyone? Does everyone just swear? Pretty much, yeah. After that game, fuck it, we do. Alex Panto, coaches expected back at two. M1 is closed. Oh, Jesus, guys. I do hope that that is improving. Lee has some laughing emojis. Amandeep's back again. All right. Remember what Scott Duxbury said at the training ground. Fans need to be patient. There you go. Okay, thank you. There's Amandeep asking for patience. Zizou says the one, sorry, 
the was literally unlucky today, am I tripping? I think that's disagreeing with the comment that was being made. Very well said, Uncle Ron, says Freddie. Amadou's back again. DNSY podcast. Will you be discussing Andrew French's comments, re-VI post-match comments? We, uh, no, we're going to talk about what we have here. Somebody posted the, his tweet up, so we mentioned that. But we don't go, we're not looking at uh, doing that. This is a phone-in. This is where people who phone in and want to make comments. William Wonga, I think he knows. Oh, Amadou's again. Unite, piff off. Unite, yes, not separation and cliques. Okay, that's probably a response to somebody else, to, to Charlie there. Stan Tuffery, we're going down. William Wonga, we need to know what contract was versus what it is now. Us a disgrace. Beg Cathcart to get his boots out of the cupboard. I said that earlier on. Well done. I'm agreeing with you there. And finally, Zlatan, we are worse than last year. Reset is bollocks. Just fuck off now, he says. Well, look, there's been lots of swearing. It's been one of those di- one of those nights. It was one of those performances. Is it emotive? Is it emotional? Is it irrational? Yeah, probably all of those things. But this is football. Football is as much about the emotion as it ever was about the cold, hard, mechanical, analytical side of what happens. Valerian Ishmael has stayed in the... <laughs> in the dressing room from what we've heard for close to an hour, having some form of post-mortem. We've heard that the a number of times that the club are happy with his actions, his dealings, with the way that he works in, the, in and around the training ground. But clearly that is not manifesting itself at this moment in time to performances on the pitch. In fact, if anything, the trend is going the other way at this moment in time. Does that mean anybody is making calls for the manager? One or two, one or two, three or four, however many people, but not in the main. People are looking to try to stay with him. People are, again, talking around the fact about the culture, the players and how they react. We've heard enough in the last few years about player power or uh, a culture where the players get to determine what they want to do and what they don't want to do and not listen to the series of managers who've come in through a revolving door. All of that is a culture that Valerian Ishmael, from what we can tell, is trying to break. He's trying to change it. He's trying to change the wheel. And maybe when Amandeep says about Scott's asked for patience, absolutely. That's absolutely fine and reasonable. I don't think there's anybody being impatient or very few people being impatient with, with, with Valerian here. There are some puzzled looks as to how his team are playing in comparison to how teams have played previously. There's questions as to whether this group of players that have been assembled by the recruitment team, which supposedly includes the manager, how well that's been assembled in order to, to play either this way or to play the way he has always played historically. He doesn't seem to be doing either at this moment in time. Doesn't mean he can't turn it around. Doesn't mean that the people who are currently sitting on maybe the M1 and having a long journey back from Sunderland, having gone up there and heroically supported this evening, and all of those who will go to Cardiff and all of those who will travel to home games, the distance of away games, because we know people travel from all over the country. Everything that you do is what makes this club genuinely a huge effort. Those people who are abroad, who who join in this sort of stuff remotely to feel part of it, it's all part of the club. It's all about what we have. So we will, we will, as they say in football terms, we will go again. We will look towards, we will look towards Saturday, and we will look to the fact that we've got the going to the Cardiff, going to the Principality, and we'll see just what we can pick out of it. See you guys.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.